0: A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously
1: without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to
0: Table Talk Radio. Jesus does not lie. And He told me you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He told me this is my blood shed for you. He told me Whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie.
1: Those sins which we're supposed to be conquering have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have they been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the, the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is, is putting to death the old, the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins.
0: I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses.
1: Hey, welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. What's
0: new about that, huh? <laughs> Nothing.
1: Nothing. Alright,
0: uh, what do we got going on today? I am recording Table Talk <laughs> hey guys. Radio Show. Be, be back
1: soon. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta tell you what I'm doing every moment of my life.
0: Everyone wants to know, yeah. don't you know?
1: <laughs> you guys have just stopped at a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, today's edition of if Table Talk Radio. If you're listening to Table Talk
0: Radio, please update your Facebook status right now <laughs> <laughs> to indicate that.
1: <laughs> or don't. Evan will never know. Whatever. Uh, Bumper sticker Theology, taking me up to the news, email, buzzwords, what else would you want in the Table Talk Radio show? Nothing. Maybe some content. Never mind that. <laughs> All right, um, buzzword, do you have a buzzword? I'm working on it, you better go first. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Table Talk Radio dot org.
0: Oh yeah, Theopedia. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm against Theopedia, so I, I get my buzzwords- off of Table Talk Radio. For some reason, though, my buzzwords are always repeats. I don't... I don't know. Um, uh, okay, I ha- I have it right here. Um, uh, the theological buzzword is predestination. What? And uh, <laughs> uh, according to Table Talk Radio, the doctrine in which God elects men to be saved from the beginning of time. In Lutheran doctrine, predestination is always for the sake of the gospel because the Bible does not say that God elects some for damnation. There's your theological buzzword, uh, predestination. Yeah, that,
0: was, that was corrected from last week. <laughs> I appreciate it. Don't you have anything else to, more to say about election? Uh, is election a doctrine of comfort, Evan?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Are you stalling? <laughs> election, predestination is your buzzword, not election. Uh, but yes, it is uh, It is a, a doctrine of comfort. Uh, so, so that... Uh, uh we 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 look at uh, the the means of grace uh the the, the god 's word and 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 our baptism and by these we can know that that we have uh been predestined for salvation and that then does bring us uh comfort uh predestination should never bring us terror uh to wondering wondering if we uh uh, you see,
0: how many clicks are you going on the, I, the I do not by the way at theopedia I do not need to know the biography of everyone on staff at Calvin College. <laughs> we
1: never want to see predestination as uh, as something to to make us doubt, you know, uh, did did God really uh, predestine me for salvation or did he, you know, uh, select me to 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 go to hell to not have faith. Uh we don't have that in in uh, we we look at at the promises of God, the means of grace. I'm stalling as long as forget I can. Forget it. What else do you uh, forget want? <laughs> it? I gotta uh, make my own.
0: <laughs> Theopedia is coming up short. Are you done? Yes. My buzzword view is divine service. Ah, nice. Uh, yeah, and so that's kind of uh, goddess, de- goddess. De- is the is the uh, German word. It's what the Lutherans called the worship service. Now, generally, we use it nowadays to refer to the service with the Lord's Supper. Uh, but it's uh, it's, uh, di- it's a, just simply another way of saying worship, and it has the it has the benefit of of, um, of allowing us to to understand worship not as a good work that we're doing in service to God, but rather um, it is. The Holy Spirit bringing to us through His appointed means uh, His promise of salvation. So the Lord is actually serving us, coming to us, giving us uh, all that we need for life and salvation.
1: Righto. All right. You ready for an email? Yeah. Uh, Jeannie says greetings from Northeast Ohio. All these international emails. You know, I don't even know why you put out new podcasts. You just go back and listen to the old ones. Yeah, same Same. old thing. (laughs) Um, I found your podcast. They get funnier with time, though, by the way. Like wine, like fine wine. (laughs) The jokes get funnier. I don't know. I I think it ages like milk. (laughs) Uh, I found your podcast, and I'm a raving fan. I listen. You should whi- change that. Change that. <laughs> edit it right now. The raving fan. Oh, I am the <laughs> <laughs> so how does it read now? I found, I found your podcast. I'm the raving fan. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I listen while I mow the grass. Take a jog. It makes time go a lot faster.
0: I listen while I mow the grass too, because that way I can't hear it. <laughs>
1: you let know, put the headphones in. Uh, okay, it says, uh, raised a Catholic, but never suited me, so I found a home in the ELCA. Oh. Yes, we are facing sad times indeed. Indeed. My teensy, tiny, rural church is not going to break away from uh, the ELCA, but many churches in Northeast Ohio are. Sometimes I really do feel like Satan's, Satan is infiltrating this marvelous expression of faith called Lutheranism. Would Table Talk ever take on the sexuality issue? Maybe you have, but I haven't listened to that podcast yet. It's a tough topic for sure. And thanks for writing, Jeannie, from Northeast Ohio. Yes. Okay, so uh, we talked about this a little bit last week with the with the, the pastor that, that called in, but uh, I think it's it's a good time to address this. Um, th- that is the topic of, of homosexuality. And homosexuality is a sin for which Christ has died.
0: Yes, it is a sin against the Sixth Commandment. And remember, the commandments are the way that the Lord has ordered things in this world. And um, the Sixth Commandment has ordered uh, human I- intimacy, husband, uh, the human family, um, and how that thing goes. Husband, wife, uh, children, uh, and, uh, and any sort of a breaking of that order with um, any sort of intimate expression is a sin against the Sixth Commandment. But you're right, uh, for all the sins, Christ has died.
1: Let's, let's play a new game I just thought of. All right. Okay. Coram Deo, uh, which is worse, uh, the sin of homosexuality or uh,
0: stealing from your neighbor? So Coram Deo means before God. And the answer is that when you break any of the commandments, you've broken them all. And so before God, it's simply, um, it stands as a blanket uh, condemnation. All sin is um, deserving of God's wrath. Uh, but you asked the question, uh, quorum. How would you say that? Quorum, Evan. <laughs> or before man, how uh, how did it, how would that uh, are, are there distinctions between sin? And the answer is yes, there are. In fact, I would much rather someone uh, slap me in the face or talk bad behind my back than stab me in the back with an ice pick. Uh, and Paul will make the point that um, it's especially with breaking the sixth commandment, uh, sexual sins, that, uh, that there's damage that's done uh, all other sins he says a man commits outside his body but fornication or uh, uncleanness is committed inside a body so it has kind of lasting effects and you see that i mean when people have been abused or had um uh, any sort of um, uh, bad uh things happen to them in their life uh in line with the sixth commandment or against the sixth commandment it just has Constant, ongoing effects through your, through the whole life. Yeah. So now, here, but here here's where the, the homosexuality is going to distinguish itself from other sins, um, it, and and where you we have to stand up and say, look at uh, th- this is a sin, and it, we should acknowledge it as such. Uh, we would have to do the same thing if there was something like a a, a greed pride day, you know, where all the greedy hmm. people got together mm-hmm. and they wore green. and they they marched downtown uh, and they all uh, kind of reveled in their greed, we'd have to to come along and say, no, no, look, you can't take what God has condemned as a sin and make it into some sort of badge of uh, goodness. Uh, You just can't simply undo that. And and that's the, the danger that we face now with homosexuality or the danger that um uh that the tender consciences in the church face is that is that there's a lobby to take what god has said is wrong and say that no it's not wrong it's right mm-hmm. uh and that is dangerous it, it what, what what happens then is you have a numbed conscience you you're you, you, you there there's a whole thing to work to numb someone's conscience where it doesn't tell you that what you're doing is wrong and whenever you have that uh you're in dangerous territory mm-hmm. But for those who who don't uh, pride themselves
1: on uh, on on this activity, but say recognize it as such that it is a sin, uh, God is is gracious and merciful to to forgive uh, such sin. And as you were talking about that, just the nature of, of sexual sin uh, is that uh, this these kinds of sins uh, tend to be uh, uh, habitual or, or, or uh, uh, the, the, uh, the temptation continues to arise and uh, uh, don't think just, just like any other sins we we're talking about, uh, homosexual, homosexuality included, uh, your salvation is not rest upon your uh, ability or inability to uh, free yourself from, from this sin um, but rather uh, that you confess your sin. Uh, so that by confessing your sin, uh, and, and by the, the the death of Jesus on the cross, we are forgiven of all of our sins. Um, and so we may continue to struggle. It's really hard to have a serious topic when you're laughing.
0: <laughs> well, this is serious, not to <laughs> laugh. When this Sesame Street bump is coming on.
1: But uh, we may continue to struggle with these issues. Uh, but we continue to confess our sins and receive the full forgiveness of God in Christ. We'll Be right back on Table Talk Radio. This might be our new theme music. Table Talk Radio. The games <laughs> are just an
0: excuse. The stickers.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. It is time for Bumper Sticker Theology. I'm
0: against that bump, by the way. Why? I think the bumper stickers on your car mean <laughs> a lot. That's not even how it goes. Steph. A lot about who you are and who you're not. Don't worry. It's
1: forthcoming. <laughs> Um, uh, bumper sticker theology and church sign theology. It's a it's a two for one today on Table Talk Radio. Um, you can send us all. What are we doing? Bumper sticker and what? Church sign. Oh, I think you're going to talk about worldviews during this uh, section. Yeah, I haven't two. quite got there yet. Don't worry. <laughs> How long is this segment? I don't know, about ten minutes or something like that. That's. Uh, I can't. I'll arrive.
0: I never have a thought <laughs> that takes more than two or three minutes.
1: If you have a bumper sticker or a church sign to send to us, you can do so by sending us an email. Questions at Tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for being so quiet over there. (laughs) You're welcome, by the way. (laughs) Or you can give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652. All right, on to the bumper sticker. What does
0: SOLA stand for? S -S must stand for single. L must stand for ladies. I don't know what the O and the A stand
1: for. Or it could be SOLA, like... (laughs) Sola Fide. Like all by yourself. <laughs> sola right, d- Evan. Next week we'll have a new phone number. <laughs> all alone.
0: 1-888-ALL-ALONE. I never... Re- Evan puts the
1: Sola in Sola. Yeah, Ashtora. you know, Sola like... You know, Single. Like Paul. All right. Bumper sticker theology. I don't have any bumper stickers, by the way. I do. All right. I got tons of them. Gene sent us a bumper sticker or a church sign. I don't really know. I just put these on a list. I don't know if they're bumper stickers or church signs. That could be the game, too. You could guess whether this was a church sign or a bumper sticker. I think instead of church signs, churches should have huge
0: bumper stickers (laughs) on the side. I'm all for it.
1: Just tell your pastor I said so. Okay. Church sign or bumper sticker. Find Jesus
0: or lose everything. Find Jesus or lose everything. Um, find Jesus or lose everything. That's got to be
1: a I'm going church sign. sticker. What? I'm going church sign. In
0: fact, I think I saw that out front. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in. Find Jesus or lose um, everything now, you know, we have this. Uh, I we have this thesis that we're still developing. That is that b- bumper stickers are a manifestation of a worldview, right? Uh huh. And this would be the worldview of decision theology. There's got to be a. Uh, there's gotta, there's gotta be a name for this because Christianity, you know, most people say you have a Christian worldview or a biblical worldview, but the worldview expressed in this is not Christian or biblical. It's a, it's a, um. Yeah, it, it's God is your. Uh, you might not know too much about this, but God is your uh, is your uh, stalking girlfriend, and you now have to. Uh, you know, He really, really wants you, but you have to. You know, make the decision. I'll let, I'll leave the knowledge of stalking up to Facebook users. How, how, this is like the homecoming court worldview. <laughs> you know, you just got. God is ready to take you out on a date. You just got to ask Him. You know. <laughs> And I'm kind of sick of it, by the way. Um, can we call that the homecoming worldview? Yes, I think God, so. God is your homecoming date worldview. Put that down here. I don't know how many worldviews we're going to come up with. That's one of them. Right. So I'll be a little bit more explicit of what you're
1: getting at here, uh, and that is uh, that this, uh, you know, this this uh, church sign, because I think it's a church sign, um, <laughs> would work for our Lutheran anthropology game. Right. So, what's How wrong? How did that thing go? <laughs> what kind of
0: ridiculous game is called the Lutheran Anthropology Game? So. We should we should we should play games without telling people what we're playing, and then the game could be <laughs> Name yes. That Table Talk Radio Game. I know we were going through. <laughs> you just start. You like read a you read a news headline, and then you're guessing what church father said it, and if it's <laughs>
1: law or gospel. I know when we were. Uh, uh, doing a show prep yesterday over the phone, uh, we came across, oh yeah, Name That Event in the Life of Jesus, and I said, I like that game. He said, how does that game go? I'm like, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> how many, there's a
1: something like 50 Name That games. <laughs> so anyway. This whole thing is ridiculous. Lutheran anthropology <laughs> game. What What is wrong? Uh, we should wh- play clips from shows on Pirate Christian Radio, and it could be Name That Pirate Christian Radio <laughs> Show. No, 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 no. That would improve the show too much. <laughs> No one would give us permission to play a clip. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Jesus is my homecoming date. Find
1: Jesus or lose everything. What is faulty about that theological anthropology?
0: Well, the assumption that I can find Jesus, and the assumption that I'm on the finding side, and and, uh, I'm on the looking side, and Jesus is on the found side. I mean, this uh, this whole idea. Jesus
1: would be lost. (laughs) Right. It's like that clip from uh, Forrest Gump, where they asked Forrest Gump, have you found Jesus? And uh, Forrest Mountain was, I did not know, I was supposed to be looking for him. <laughs>
0: I'll get that as a sound bite. Yeah, that's right. Now, there is a t- uh, the text. We have the text from Jeremiah, right? Seek the Lord, and you will find him if you seek him with your whole heart. And the point of that text, though, is not to send us on this great Jesus quest. The point of the text is to let us know that, hey, I'm coming to you. I mean, playing hide-and-go-seek with Jesus... It's like a two-year-old playing hide and go seek with their father. The only way, I mean, the, the, all the father has to do is stand really still, and they're not going to be found. The, the only way you're going to be found is if you, is if you stick your foot out from under the bed so that the child trips over it. And that's how it is with Jesus. He puts himself there so he can be found. That's the point of the text.
1: <sighs> all right, I think uh, I think we got this church sign out of the way. Uh, are you ready for a, a bumper sticker now? Yeah. On the back of a 1999 Chevy S10 long bed, Jesus is my homeboy.
0: <laughs> That's awfully close to Jesus is my homecoming date. <laughs> uh, that, I think that fits into that world. Where Jesus is my homeboy. Now I don't know what does what does homeboy actually mean. Are you hip enough I, to know that lingo?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, it means he's cool. You know, we have a cool Jesus. He's not just some. This does fit in guy. with my
0: assertion that the Bible is awesome. Remember my oh, attribute of the scriptures. Oh, that's right. Yeah, your added attribute. We should have a uh, the bumper sticker that says Jesus is awesome. I had, I thought of a a really good
1: objection to that attribute. I can't remember what it was right now. The Bible's not awesome. I <laughs> hope that wasn't your objection. <laughs> no, that it didn't fit with the other attributes. Uh, yeah, it's too
0: subjective. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I'm all for that. Now, the Jesus is my homeboy. I think so you have all the Jesus is my homeboy, Jesus is my co-pilot. Uh Jesus. No, 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 I think that's different though. Uh, cuz the, the
1: the co-pilot thing is trying cuz it says um, you know, you should that, that that Jesus is there when I need him. I think don't you think this is going for the cool factor? That that, you know, it's cool to wear blue jeans and go to church type type of a thing.
0: Jesus is hip. Yeah.
1: Or do you think that it's, it's more about, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, I'm with Jesus. You know, it says with T-shirt that says, I'm with stupid, it says, yeah, I'm with Jesus. <laughs> it has an arrow pointing. That
0: could be a Table Talk Radio,
1: another <laughs> shirt. I listened to this. I, I listened to stupid <laughs> Table Talk Radio. <laughs> now, I saw a bumper sticker the other day. Uh, I didn't even I didn't send this into our hotline, but it said, now get this. It says, it said, Jesus was cool. <laughs> what do
0: you get? What do you think of that? No no longer cool?
1: Yeah. Either he's no
0: longer cool or Jesus is no longer. That's interesting. Yeah, the whole past tense thing. I think this 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 world view of the relationship. So the that, that uh Christianity has now devolved uh to it, it, we have this. Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. That it is this—it's uh, this simply this emotional connection with God. That's—it's been reduced down to that. Um, so this—and I think that's what's going on with Jesus is my homeboy. Uh, it is the—it is so it fits right into this. Jesus is my homecoming date. That this—I this worldview is is fitting pretty good because uh, it covers not only decisionism but also this relationshipism, <laughs> <laughs> which is a word I just made up. Uh
1: yeah, I mean, the, it's almost it's almost a, a theology that w- that is an outgrowth of um, the church growth movement, right? So that uh, the idea behind a successful church, uh, how do you how do you know that your um, pastor's doing a good job? How do you know that your church is is true? Do, you know that it's uh, right? Is that it's marked by growth? And so if there's you know more and more people in attendance at your church. Therefore, you you must be doing the right thing. And so now be, the result was, well, let's get people in by any means possible. Uh, let's make church, you know, church is boring, right? So let's make it
0: not boring. Let's awesomeify it. I think uh, I did it. There was a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous thing that I saw happening on Facebook a few days ago, which was a pastor bringing up the statistics of another pastor's congregation, average attendance and average... Uh, membership numbers and showing the decline over five years as proof that the pastor was not sanctified. So I came up with a formula. Uh, a, A1 minus a minus AN uh, plus a, uh, uh, M1 minus MN all over N equals S. I'll explain <laughs> the secret formula. I can't wait On to hear the, the
1: sanctification formula.
0: Ah, this is
1: more like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hymn of the day. We'll be right back. We need to get ourselves a bumper sticker That's a big old square Any color that you care Just bearing no words To tangle up a
0: mind, Sing it with me while my time Your car say. say a lot, a lot about who you are or who you're not. Do the bumper stickers on your car say a lot, a lot about who you are or who you're not? Do the bumper stickers on your car. Listen to the harmonies <laughs> of that beautiful. <laughs> this is Dr. Carl Fakencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is the best radio program ever. Okay, I said it. Now we let me go.
1: Oh, I think I am well rounded. I spent many years in school. Everybody said that I'd go far. But I've got one single thought, one thought that stands alone, and I stick it on the bumper of my car. <laughs> One great thought is on my car for all my friends to see, and it also helps to define me, <laughs> and it tells to all the world just what matters most, but most of all, it tells the guy behind me. <laughs> Welcome back to <laughs> Tabletop <Talk> Radio. <laughs> what does Bumper sticker say? <laughs> all right. Is he going
0: to say it? Oh, leave me hanging. Oh, i sorry. I'll send you the whole song. Just. For you. Here's the formula ready. S equals A1 minus AN plus M1 minus MN divided by N. That is now average this, this attendance. Is, this is the, uh, the formula to determine the sanctification of your pastor. Okay, all right. That's so it. attendance is first year, average attendance is first year versus average attendance now, plus membership is first year minus membership now, all divided by the number of years he's been a pastor, and that will <laughs> indicate to you. <laughs> if it's a negative number, your pastor is uh, highly sanctified, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All you right. wondering. Throw that in the
1: trash. Okay. <laughs> let's hit another... Let's see. What?
0: Are you saying that's not accurate?
1: I think this is a church sign. I am saying that that is not accurate. Because I think it is the Lord who brings people into the church, not not the pastor.
0: I was going to check if that verse was in the Lutheran study Bible. <laughs>
1: God the, gives to growth. That, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> is that a formula somewhere in the, in the study Bible? I don't know. It's in the appendix somewhere. But. The chart. You, you can have a, like a, a line chart.
0: You gotta, so you gotta somehow in here, hours listen to table talk radio has gotta fit in somewhere.
1: Well, that, that'd be a negative value. Yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> take away from your sanctification. <laughs> all right, Michael from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I should come up with a
0: formula for, to determine the sanctification of church members. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll hand it out to them and tell them I'll be calculating their sanctified numbers. It's only fair if the pastor's going evaluated by that. You know. Yeah, that's right. Number okay
1: times in church, percentage of tithe. I'm sure that all matters. Michael gives us a bump sticker or a church sign that says, I think we've talked about this one before. Uh, God sees the person we can be, but loves us as we are.
0: Oh yeah, we talked about that. What is that supposed to mean again? God um, sees the person we can be, but loves us who we are. So, I'm, I might modify my worldview. Jesus is my homecoming date to the Oprah. How do you say that name? Oprah Winfrey uh, worldview. Which is simply like this: God is really, really nice. Although there's a difference, you know. There, there's going to be two different worldviews. There's going to be one worldview where you 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 remember this your homecoming thing and and there was um no and you and the guys were all sitting around and there was a girl over there and and there was one girl who was who you kind of really liked you'd really like to go you know to the dance with her. Hold on. And then I never had this experience. So writing this down. <laughs> okay, there's one girl. Okay, got and it. And then there's another girl who you didn't really want to take to dance, but she was she was nice. You know, you wanted to be friends. So there's one girl that you'd you'd like to go on a date with, and there's another girl that you would like to be friends with. See, so so there's a subtle difference there. Uh, one girl uh, you're trying to woo, and the other girl is just yeah, you don't really worry too much about. And that whatever that. Uh, uh I just that that's I just want to be friends worldview. And that's what this is an expression of. How did it go again? <laughs> God sees
1: the person we can be, but loves us as we are. It's like ah oh, yeah, it's all right. Oh we're all good, you know?
0: <laughs> She, uh, th- this is so. This is this is the God that you call up when it doesn't work out with the other God. You know, the God that you want to ask out on a date and it didn't go so well. So you call up this God, who's just kind of—he's, you know, he—he's all right with it, however you are. I mean, he sees—he sees the potential in you, unlike the other God, who's maybe, who's pretty cool, but yeah, you know, maybe a little bit discerning. But this God is like, ah, yeah, it's all good. This is the this is the kind of God where you don't think you have to brush your teeth before you talk to him. That's mm-hmm. this is. So this is the God is a nice guy. Okay, so we should. I just want to be buddies. <laughs> <laughs> you see the difference I'm working with here? It's do. a bit subtle. I, I mean, this worldview diagnostic stuff is a. Uh, it's a bit tricky.
1: On the context <laughs> of your romantic experiences, I, you high know school. who
0: we need to talk about. This is Hans Feeney who can reduce every theological point to an experience uh, from high school dating. (laughs) (laughs) So, to analyze this theologically,
1: um, we should say that in the proper (laughs) distinction of law and gospel, uh, God does not love us as we are. Because as we are, we are sinners. Right. uh, And uh, sinners are worthy of God's wrath and damnation. Uh, And that's the preaching of the law. But in the gospel... God loves us not as we are but as uh uh because of what he has done for us. That's how God loves us. It's not how uh who we are. So uh pastor now answer this question. Uh it says that God sees a, sees the person we can be. Who is the person that we can be?
0: I don't even know what that means. I mean this is like uh you know I, I'm still this is like the I'm still under construction, you know God's still working on me sort of thing mm-hmm. it's like the self-improvement sort of plan it's like look you your your life could be is a total wreck and it doesn't have to be a total wreck it could be quite a bit better, but in the meantime God likes it how it is I mean insofar as it goes, if you want to say to someone um hey, look, things might not always be this bad you you could probably say that. When someone's in the midst of a thing. But it just so happens that it could always be that bad until the Lord gives you the gift of the resurrection. Am I people ask me this all the time. Pastor, am I gonna get better? Ouch. The microphone just shocked me. <laughs> what in the world? What kind of microphone is this? <laughs> were you making ocean complaints? <laughs> uh, what was it? What were we even talking about?
1: I think it's gonna get better. Is oh yeah, it, and the answer is, are things going to get you? better?
0: And the answer is, I don't know. I mean, uh, you things might get better now, or things might get better when you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of times, we're in the we're, we're in the midst of, of, of tragedy. All we want is for things to improve. But the point is that that in in the midst of the mess Jesus comes right down to you and in and it's in spite of you and in spite of your circumstances God loves you so it's not you could say not Jesus loves you who you are Jesus loves where you are Jesus does love you I mean he does love it's not like he loves some sort of illusion of you or some sort of potential person that can do good works of you or something like that no that's not how god, he he does love you and he does that because he makes you lovable and he makes you lovable by dying on the cross for you so that your sins are forgiven
1: yeah and i was thinking when you when you tell a sinner god sees the person we can be well what kind of a person can a sinner be i mean uh, more sinful
0: yeah that's right hey can you grab volume 31 over there on the shelf you're getting paid remember Oh yeah, Uh, because Luther talks about this uh, career of the reformer. What he talks about this in the the Heidelberg Thirty-one Disputation, and he has this great thing about making. We're in the same room again, by the way. This is just kind of tragic, but he God God has this. uh, uh, He makes us lovable. Uh, and this is how uh, uh, Luther will say and I'm pulling it out here. There's only 28 of these. It better be here cl- close. God loves the righteousness who does much. He ah, here it is. The love of God does not find but creates that which is pleasing to it. Hmm. The love of man comes into being through that which is pleasing to it. So it's not like we're lovable, and then the love of God grows out of the fact that we're lovable. No, no. The love of God creates us as pleasing to him, as a gift. Very good. Let's hit uh, one more before the break. Church sign. Jesus is coming, perhaps today. Are you ready?
1: I'm calling from the armpit of bad theology (laughs) in Ocala, Florida. I'm so flipping mad. Thank you for your show. <laughs> and then we got this call 15 minutes later.
0: I mean, what exactly is an unbeliever supposed to do when they're posed with the question, "Are you ready for Christ's return?" Uh, shouldn't the church
1: that has the sign up there be out there preaching the gospel? Should, isn't that what they're supposed to, to be doing, so that you know the Holy Spirit can can work? And I I, I don't I'm confused why they put up these signs. I mean. I'm an unbeliever. Okay, so I see the sign. What do I do? I guess I should buy a lot of canned goods. I'm, I'm, I obviously need some therapy. Thanks, man.
0: <laughs> you got your therapy
1: right here. All right, with about a minute here, a little minute and a half to respond. Uh, Jesus is coming. Are you ready?
0: That's the let's get ready to rumble worldview. <laughs>
1: I like these, yeah. Yeah, thank you.
0: Uh, it's a problem is every bumper sticker has its own worldview. <laughs> yeah. Like 700 worldviews. <laughs> uh, Jesus is coming. What is this? Normally the, the church sign says this. Jesus is coming. Look busy. You know that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, boy. So,
1: like, the return of Christ is akin to uh, the boss coming back when you're goofing off.
0: <laughs> That's right. I think... Uh, uh, I think th- that uh the the purpose that the Lord warns us of his coming is twofold it 's one uh, it is to give us warning so that when he returns we 're ready, and the second is to give us comfort that he 's going to rescue us uh, from tribulation the The question that we have here is th- do we lead do we lead uh our kind of uh evangelism efforts with the preaching of the lord 's coming I mean people mm-hmm. have tried that, and the problem is now it 's a joke Mm-hmm. But we could, I mean, we can talk about the the Lord's coming, and you know what we can also talk about is the individual's death, uh, because both of these are, um, uh, especially for the unbelievers, are examples of law. Uh, So we we, that's law. But we, but the listener is right and the caller is right. We want to also have the gospel included, that He's coming back for us to give us His gifts, to save us and rescue
1: us and deliver us. All right. uh, When we get back from this break, we're going to play Ten Commandments in the News. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten commandments. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten commandments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten commandments.
0: Two theologians for the price of... None. <laughs> Table Talk Radio will be right back. My head is stuck in the clouds. Yeah. She begs me to come down, says, Boy, quit fooling around.
1: That's what Pastor Wolfman, his wife, tells him every day. Stop <laughs> fooling
0: around. Head in the clouds. <laughs> you got popcorn brain. That's for my news story here. Should've right. been my buzzword, popcorn brain. Ten commandments. Who is that, by in the in way? The news.
1: What are you talking that about? That song. The singer. of That song. Mm, I don't have it in front of me. All
0: right. The way we play this game is we read the news story and we say, "What ten commandments does? The, which of the ten commandments does this story have to do with?" Now, the purpose of this game is is uh, to um, well, one is to kill time, but the second and maybe more, re, uh, <laughs> so we do with every game. Reason is to train us to, to begin to look at the world. We talk about worldview a lot in the last couple of shows. We look at the world through as a biblical worldview. And the Ten Commandments are the things that the Lord has done and given in order to um, uh, order this world. So that everything is going to fall into, in some way, the, uh, the kind of uh, area of one or more of the Ten Commandments. So that's how we do it. Now, here's my story.
1: Do we do, we do the uh, casual apologetics thing with this, too, or no?
0: Uh, we can.
1: Or are you, still, are you still on your worldview thing, making um, up silly worldview names? <clears throat> uh.
0: We have three worldviews now in our category. Jesus is my homecoming date. Jesus is not my homecoming <laughs> date, but just a good friend. And the let's get ready to rumble. Worldview. <laughs> okay. Uh, See if this fits into any of these. The Supreme Court struck down a California law that restricted the sale of violent video games to minors. In a 72 decision, the court ruled that the law violated the First Amendment protection of free speech. Writing for the majority, Justice Antonin um, uh, Scalia uh, said that California lawmakers had attempted to create a wholly new category of content-based regulation aimed at speech directed at children. Scalia called that effort unprecedented, saying there's no tradition in the United States of specially restricting children's access to depictions of violence. Not surprisingly, the Entertainment Software Association welcomed the decision. (laughs) Today, the Supreme Court affirmed what we had always known that free speech protections apply every bit as much to video games as they do to other forms of creative expression like books, movies, and music, said ESA President Michael D. Gallagher in a statement. All
1: right. Um I'm not sure about the <coughs> Ten Commandments. Well, I uh I think I, I just it just occurred to me, I think this is a fourth commandment issue. Uh because this is another instance of uh people trying to get the government to do what uh parents should be doing. <laughs> uh so that uh parents should maybe take an interest in uh what activities their children are in- involved in, uh like what video games they're playing. And if the parents think that this uh, particular video game uh, is not suitable for the age of their children, then they should say, you can't play that video game. Um, but it seems like a lot of people today uh, don't, well, part of it is that parents aren't that involved. Um, and the other part is that, that people think that the government should be should be involved in this. So that uh, the government is saying what, what games kids can or cannot play. Uh, the government should be uh, taking the role of the parent. So there's definitely a fourth commandment issue there. Yep. Um, I'm hesitant to go fifth commandment because, well, okay, so the fifth commandment, uh, "Thou shalt not murder," uh, and if these games are violent, um, I could say that this is a, a game of vocation. Soldiers, you know, soldiers, uh, you know <laughs> uh, going into battle, doing their their vocation as soldier. Uh, this is a, a game of vocation. What do you think of that? Yeah, if you limit playing violent video games to soldiers, I guess that well, would be true. Well, games, most games are uh, war-type thing. I know, but
0: if you're not a soldier,
1: see, that's the so, thing. Okay, so if you're playing <coughs> Call of Duty, uh, it's a vocation game. If you're playing uh, Grand Theft Auto, it's the Fifth Amendment.
0: <laughs> I don't know any of these games. Uh there I I mean and I uh, I should maybe be more interested in this thing. Uh as violent as I get is uh, uh, a <laughs> Mario Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64. That's fifth commandment. Which I kind of you, you like can't throw those red shells at anyone. <laughs> There's also an eighth commandment thing here whenever the courts are involved. Uh because the eighth commandment establishes the legal system, the court system. You shall bear false witness. Uh so that um so because we're talking about a court case here, we also have the uh, eighth commandment. I do not know I do not know and this I, I would love to hear your thoughts and our listeners thoughts on this, uh where the where the right to free speech fits into the Ten Commandments. I don't I don't know that. So so I so I'm not sure. I mean um I appreciate free what about
1: speech. Eighth Commandment.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe it would be the eighth commandment that um but,
1: so that the I mean right, put that in quotations, uh, but the the free speech that we exercise is a speech of truthfulness, uh, a speech of uh, service to our neighbor,
0: yeah, and maybe when the eighth commandment restricts lying, it then commands telling the truth, <laughs> so there is talking required by mm-hmm. the eighth commandment, yeah, just like there's praying required by the second commandment. Hmm. I don't know, I had to think about it a little bit more, interesting. Uh, now, I, now, as far as you, you go, uh, we don't, and this is uh, open for debate because I know that uh, um, th- that we're going to have people all over the political spectrum that listen to us. Uh, there's there's a libertarian idea, uh, and the, which is that the government should be out of any sort of thing with morality. I I think the Ten Commandments would ha- would uh, mediate against that position, that natural law as expressed in human law. Should reflect morality. In other words, you, the fact that we don't kill each other is a moral thing, and uh, should be it should be illegal to kill people. Uh, the fact that marriage is a husband and a wife is a is a thing that should be reflected in the law of the state. Uh, the, the fact that we make a distinction between children and those who have especially tender consciences and try to protect them from things that would uh, do damage to their conscience. I also think that um, that the state should have something to say about that. Uh, But how far and how much to say, that's a very difficult question. And a question I'm glad I don't have to answer.
1: Hmm. All right, very good. Uh, I have a uh, news clip here, Uh, headlines uh, from CNN. Uh, Greeks pass critical budget cuts uh, despite protests. And uh, the article says this. Greek lawmakers Wednesday approved a package of absurdity measures demanded by international lenders despite protests outside parliament as they were voting in a move that should clear the way for an emergency loan to Athens. Greek riot police fired round after round of tear gas to keep small uh, to keep small crowd of protesters away from parliament. In the run-up to the vote, and as one lawmaker said... All I know is that Greece better get it
0: together by October 2013, because that's when we're headed over there. <laughs> hey, you, oh yeah, so you, dear listener, you should come with uh, Pastor Graf and I over to Turkey and Greece, uh, Steps of St. Paul tour. October 31st, we depart Denver. Uh, and what is like 29000 bucks? I mean, oh... But for you today, twenty (laughs) nine hundred. Ooh! In fact, and I mean, I I I was going to mention this. If anyone is actually interested in this trip, we're really going to do this thing. I'm we're going to write a book for it and everything. And uh, and if you are interested, just shoot me an email and I can um, plop this thing in the mail. And don't worry, Greece will get it. As Evan is reading, well, (laughs) Greece will get it uh, straightened out. They got a year and a half or whatever. Yeah. Now, this has to do with money. Remember uh, remember what Luther says in the large catechism, talking about the fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. He says, every prince should have on their shield not a lion or a sword, but a loaf of bread. Huh. Because uh, so much is involved in give us this day our daily bread. I mean, we think it's just bread, it's just bread, but everything in the whole of creation is bent towards that bread. I mean, you've got uh, people drilling ore out of the mountains to build the steel that is, that's cast into the axle of the truck that delivers the plastic for the wrapping to the, to the baker to put the bread in to go to the store. I mean, everything is built, is built towards that. So this really uh, uh, is uh, important for the governments of the world to realize that people when people get hungry, uh, they get angry. Uh, and we're seeing all these riots and all these things happen all over the place because the governments have been horsing around with the financial system, and the result in the end is people with empty stomachs. Uh, so I think this is especially a Fourth Commandment uh, issue, which establishes the different estates, and the, so the state is there to maintain peace uh, and fair trade so that people can eat. And, when, and when, th- when things break down in that way and people can't eat, then they get upset. Okay, uh, about a minute here. What oh, about rioting? Yeah, that would have to be the fifth commandment. Although we do have um, the police uh, keeping order, and that is a good keeping of the fifth commandment. So it's not murder when a when a policeman or a soldier is violent. Uh, that's not breaking the fifth commandment uh, because they're uh, that's keeping order according to the fourth commandment. It's, in fact, it's a good work to do that. Uh, now the people rioting. What about that? That is. Uh, um I don't know I suspect that rioting would be a sin against both the fourth commandment and the fifth commandment um but sometimes one sin breeds another sin which is which is just gonna happen I mean it's human nature so when people are sinned again when when the citizens of a country are sinned against um, they sh- they get angry and that's just the natural a natural effect there so all right
1: and that's uh today's show of Table... What? Table Talk Radio. We want we do want to hear from you uh, if you have uh, comments on our show today. One eight three three evan uh, is Sola. 1-800-385-SOLA or questions at tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like all the messages
0: left on the Who Wants to Date a Table Talk Radio You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views uh, expressed uh, on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of so, this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.